0: so a few years ago i was looking into the nutrition habits of nfl linemen and they actually eat during the season somewhere around eight to nine thousand calories per day because that was their coaches uh, demands essentially and sometimes they would eat like a full dinner Two, two portions and then a snack right before bed, which was typically like a, a full-size pizza. And a um, college buddy of mine actually confirmed that he played collegiate football. And then sometimes they would have a snack in the middle of the night where they would set their alarms, the, wake themselves up and drink a protein powder milkshake in the middle of the night. And one of the linemen said, you know, our bodies were doing so much work that they actually craved and could process that much food. Um, the teaching of Christianity is that you, your, your soul, you have a soul. You have deep longings within your soul, and that your your soul was always meant to crave God, to always want more of Him. Lewis, C.S. Lewis called this this ger- this German word uh, Sinnschucht. and. He says, it's the inconsolable longing in our hearts for we know not what. And the teaching of Christianity is that our purpose here on earth is that we were meant to be full of God at all times and that our habits were meant to be formed and guided to, to get more of him. And yet none of us lives like that. Most of us don't go to sleep unable to just get enough of God or wake up in the middle of the night just to commune with God. Well, the Christmas story is about how a crisis in our lives can actually change our instincts towards God. That's part of what the arrival of Jesus does in Joseph's life. And I had a lot of help from this pastor named Sinclair Ferguson on this text. But, the, you know, the, the deepest sin according to Scripture— it's not like particular behaviors, but it's that we don't believe that God can satisfy us. And that's why Jesus came. And the story of Christmas is about how God took a crisis in Joseph's life and used it to just completely change him, to, to convert him in a way. From knowing something about God to actually embracing God. And this is how that happened. Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, don't fear to take Mary as your wife, for That which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and he took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he, calls, and he called his name Jesus. Now, it's very evident, evident from the text in verse 19 that Joseph was a humble and kind man. I'm sure like many of you here in this room. But that's not what life is about. Like being a decent person. Joseph would have definitely been the kind of guy that we would be honored to have in our families. But that's not the point of it all, to be just or to be humble. The gospel had to become personal to Joseph, even to him, the humble earthly father of Jesus. Now, how did it become personal? Well, the woman he loved appeared to have been with another man. That's a crisis and a very painful one. There was no other explanation than that Mary had shared the most intimate part of herself with another man, that they had agreed to only share between them two. Joseph and Mary. That's what betrothal, part of what betrothal meant back then. And so Joseph is in a bind here. And so what does he do? He, verse 20, he considers these things. That word has uh, the connotation, he carefully thinks through his next steps. Because what, (laughs) that's what you do uh, when you have a crisis of this magnitude that comes into your life. Most of life is, you know, just sort of thoughtless coasting, especially when things are going well. But when tragedy strikes like this, um, you weigh your options. You think everything out. And that's what Joseph is doing. And somewhere in the middle of that, he, verse 20, goes to sleep because it says that he starts to dream. And as Eugene Peterson was fond of saying, God does his best work in and through us when we're asleep. And when Joseph starts streaming, Matthew, the gospel is picking up on these previous biblical themes um, from way back in the day. And an angel appears and the angel says, don't fear to take Mary as your wife because she wasn't with a man. That child is from the Holy Spirit and you know, you got to put yourself in Joseph's shoes. Remember, Zach I'm preaching on this text a few years ago, I was hearing him preach, and he said, Well, I mean, that'd be about the only thing that could convince me that Mary hadn't been unfaithful if I was Joseph. For a supernatural being to show up and say, This child is from the Holy Spirit. And you'd be like, Okay. Um, but what we see happen here in Joseph's life at this moment, during this dream, Is what, is what happens when the coming of Christ into your life shifts from being an idea or like a culture in which you were born into to it really changing who you are and how you operate and your cravings. How do we know this? Verse 24, he wasn't afraid to take Mary to be his wife. It's because he believed that the conception was from God. He actually believed at the heart level that this was true, which, which really meant when that happens, when he took Mary, what begins to happen is that he was really taking Christ as Lord and Savior, as his King and Priest. How do we know that? Well, several reasons uh, it's because he becomes very open-handed with what he thought was his think about this joseph thought mary was his fiance which is true but joseph sees that there's something deeper going on than what he wants that god has divine purposes over the circumstances of this crisis and so he doesn't cling to this idea of what he thought he should do, which is divorce her quietly. And so he, he changes the direction of his careful consideration. Which is hard because it meant that he was wrong about what he thought he should do. But then he obeys the command. To name the child Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 21. Boy, this must have been a strange experience for Joseph. And as most history shows, in the first century, most Jewish people were expecting the Messiah to come from God. Uh, Joseph was like that. Came through a crisis, the biggest crisis of his life. And guys like Joseph, here's your special role in this story. Uh, The boy that you're going to raise will be your savior to save you from your sins. Remember, Joseph was a just man, humble man, quiet. And knowing Jesus from the heart is a far different kind of thing to being a good person. Even Joseph needs saving. Now, I wonder if many of us here in this room are confused about this, that life is not about being good. It's not about having predictable or positive circumstances. But here's what life is about. It's about not being afraid to embrace Jesus. What does that practically mean? it means that you have to learn and I have to learn how to enjoy God how to crave Him think about what's underneath it all that's the root is it not that we don't desire God like we know we should we desire other things comfort peace among people we don't desire Him, and that's what He must save us from. And just like in Joseph's life, so it is in yours, it often takes traumatic events that cause fear in our lives for Jesus to become our Savior on the personal level. When I was little, I was afraid of the dark. I was afraid of going to sleep by myself, and so I would oftentimes get in the bed with my older brother Brad and there was this picture on the wall in his room of a giraffe and a little monkey hanging off the giraffe's head and neck and i would be so frightened and my brother would say look at that picture he said matt you're like that little monkey I'm the giraffe and you can hang on to me until you go to sleep because I'm not going to let anything bad happen to you you don't have to be afraid and I'd go to sleep uh, clinging to my brother many Christians have attested to this but when all is stripped away In your life, and fear is on the line. You're afraid of something that might happen. So many Christians have attested to this. Some of you in this room have. There can actually be in those moments of desperation, there actually be a deep sense of, of peace and even joy. And the reason why is because your heart in those moments becomes desperate for God, to cling to Him, to crave Him, to need Him, for you to be housed in His safety. And that's why Jesus came into the world, to reveal to us that this world can't satisfy or provide the safety and peace that we need. What this world does is that it can only allude to that other world where we truly belong. Now, whether we're good or moral, people, or are more the rebellious type, that's really not the point. The point is that Jesus has the power to not just make us obey God, but to be satisfied with him, to crave him, to hunger for him. And if you're like, I, I could never be someone like that. What's also true about you is that you have this inner longing that is unexplainable, and it never goes away, and you know it. God created that there. For you to come to Him. Does the scriptures say that that longing is to be in the presence of God and enjoy it? And here's some, something else about Christmas that God, God knows that you won't come be with Him naturally. So He comes to be with us. God with us, Emmanuel. The coming of Jesus into our lives usually begins like it does with Joseph through unwanted circumstances that have all the appearance of being a crisis. But Christmas is not about God changing your circumstances, but God changing you through your circumstances so that you'll learn to enjoy Him forever. If if that seems completely impossible for somebody like you, for you to come to God, That is the very purpose for why God came into the world to draw those who would never come directly into his presence in the midst of fear. He will rescue you from sin. When Jesus becomes your savior from sin at the heart level, God will become so lovely to you that you begin to embrace him above all things. time to think of consequences control yourself